You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at the 2016 Annual Florida Bar Convention. We are on location in Orlando at the beautiful Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek facility, which is between the Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria. We're here to cover this event and its highlight for our listeners, you, our listeners. And joining me now, I have uh, I have a very special guest. I have Mr. Eduardo Palmer. He's the chair of the International Law Section of the Florida Bar, and and uh, besides being a great guy, from what I can ascertain from our conversation here, he's got kind of an interesting history. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Pleasure. Excellent. So uh, before you got in the practice of law, you grew up in a place very different than the United States. Well, uh, actually, um, I grew up in the United States. Oh, I was sorry. born in Havana, Cuba in 1960 and then immigrated to the United States uh, shortly after the communists took over. Now, how old were you when you came over? Four months old. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay. Well, that's still a wonderful story. So, uh, you know, parents, uh, you guys immigrated and uh, your father was an attorney in uh, Cuba before you guys came over and you came to Miami and then you needed to go to a different city right away. Yes, uh, we got here into Miami in 1960 and my father was a lawyer in Cuba and uh, he tells me that uh, when he arrived in Miami, he was surprised to see that basically it was really a tourist town at that point. Havana was much more uh, established as a commercial center, a banking center, a uh, center for international trade and commerce. And so he quickly realized that if he was going to make a living somehow, we needed to move to New York. Uh, and that's what we did, and we stayed there till '67. Excellent, excellent. So now, now you're an attorney. Yes. So, uh, what kind of law do you practice, and where do you do it? I uh, practice commercial litigation with a focus on international litigation arbitration. It's about 90% of my work, and 10% of my work is white collar criminal defense. And uh, I've been in practice 30 years, and I practice today as a solo practitioner in Miami, Florida. Okay. Well. You're the chair of the international law section, and, uh, you know, we're getting to know the Florida Bar when we come out and do these uh, events uh, and our interviews. And so I guess, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, we've got some attorneys out there that are looking for ways to get involved or just curious about ways they can enhance their careers. So uh, why don't we start uh, learning a little bit about the international law section? Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, we began in 1981. We broke off from the business law section, and today we have uh, slightly over a 1,000 members. And actually, we are, uh, by most accounts, one of the most active and respected international law sections in the United States of America in terms of the work we've done. Um, in the U.S., probably the most active international law sections in the nation are Florida and New York. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Along with uh, California. Um, and uh, Illinois. But uh, what we do here in Florida, I think, is remarkable. I think we're seen as a leader in the nation in what we've done to make Florida one of the centers for international law in the world. Okay. And uh, do you know about how many members you have? We have uh, somewhere around, uh, it's between 1,000 and 1,100, somewhere around 1079, 1080. Okay. Well, what kind of events do you hold and uh, what type of issues are you focused on? One of our main uh, areas of focus is streamlining rules, regulations, and legislation in Florida to do everything we can to make Florida one of the centers for international law in the world. Okay. In particular, let me give you some examples. Um, let's focus on the area of international litigation arbitration, international arbitration in particular. About 15 years ago, we began to work very hard to make Miami a center for international arbitration uh, for disputes originating in the Americas. And we've had enormous success 
uh, in that regard. One of the first things we did is we created a special bar rule, Florida uh, Rule 1-311 of the rules regulating the Florida bar, that made it clear that legal practitioners from around the world can come to Florida, and Miami in particular, and participate in international arbitration proceedings without running afoul of the unauthorized practice of law rules. And that's critical to develop any jurisdiction for international arbitration because you need practitioners from all over the world. There's practitioners in France, Germany, England, you name it, and companies need to be able to hire their chosen counsel and go to the location of the proceedings. And if they can't do that, then they will not select uh, that particular location for an international arbitration dispute. Has that, uh, has that been pretty attractive to international business, having that rule in place? Absolutely. We've seen, uh, I can't even remember if it's a 200, 300% spike in wow. the amount of cases we get here in Miami. Miami now really is recognized in terms of the world as one of the premier locations for international arbitration relating to the Americas. Today, we are second only to New York in the United States of America in attracting international arbitration work to Miami. And really, that's no small thing. New York has a 50, 70-year head start on us, and we're gaining quickly. That is excellent. So some of the events you guys cover, um, you know, you guys holding events and obviously want to get other people involved. And, you know, with that many members, I would imagine you guys have a lot of different venues you can go to and uh, probably host all kinds of different uh, special guests. Uh, let's learn a little bit about that. Well, in terms of our events, uh, I'll talk about two of them in particular. One of them is our annual conference on international law, which we uh, host typically in South Florida. Uh, and that's our international transaction and arbitration uh, conference. Uh, and that is typically in February. And we go out of our way to invite practitioners from around the Americas to participate in that. Again, bringing them to Miami, making them comfortable with Miami, letting them know everything Miami has to offer in terms of international trade and commerce. And many Latin American attorneys, many Latin American business people, as well as business people in general that do work in Latin America, have really come to see Miami as the gateway to Latin America, in part because of this type of work. Uh, something else we do, which is rather unique, going back again to the international arbitration focus, there's an international arbitration moot, so to speak, that's held every year in Vienna, Austria. It's okay. called the William Evis Moot. And, this uh, is a moot court uh, a moot competition? Court type thing, yes, okay. exactly. But is this for, for law students? Or is this it is for, for law students. Okay. okay. Uh, and it's in international commercial arbitration. Excellent. And uh, every year, um, hundreds of teams from all over the world descend on Vienna, Austria in the springtime. <laughs> and it's a fantastic uh, event. Um, and we get about... Um, I think this year we came close to 300 teams from around the world. Wow. And what we do here in Florida, I think, is quite remarkable. We hold what is a pre-moot. Uh, so all the schools from Florida who are attending, the state schools from Florida, private and state, who are attending are invited to participate in our pre-moot. We invite other schools as well. Um, and that way the students get some practice in terms of uh, preparing for the event, suiting up, and trying to feel that adrenaline rush and get a sense of how that's going to work out. Now, we're not the only ones who do that. That's not really what makes us special. What makes us special is, as far as I know, and I've been traveling to Vienna now for about 10 years to participate in this event, we are the only bar organization in the world who provides a financial stipend to each and every law school from within its jurisdiction that attends that event. Now that's impressive. 
And this year we increased that from 2,500 to 3,500 for every single school from Florida that participates in that event. And as a result of that, we have five schools that go to that event from within the state of Florida. That's more than most countries send to that event. Wow, so 300 participants, how long does that uh, competition take? It takes about eight days from start to finish, and it's a magnificent event. Like I said, you got 300 teams from all over the world, so these are law students from literally every corner of the planet, you can imagine. Uh, So you've got upwards of 2,000 students. In addition, you have the premier international arbitrators from around the world volunteer their time to serve as coaches and mock arbitrators. So you've got another 1,000 or 2,000 international law practitioners uh, hanging out in Vienna for seven or eight days. And it is just one of the you know, most interesting legal events and most enjoyable legal events I've ever attended. Okay. Well, just out of curiosity, uh, how do the Florida schools do with uh, Actually, the competition? They do very well. Okay. Uh, one of our Florida schools won the event outright. What? Uh, which is exceptional. That's, that's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, you know, you can do the numbers, but when you've got 300 teams that's competing to come out on top, you see what those odds are. And I'm happy to report that uh, this year, I'm a, an alumni of the University of Florida Law School, Go Gay. And this year, (laughs) one of our students won the Best Oralist uh, Award at that event. So when you do the math on that, you got 300 teams. Each team has four or five participants. And the odds of being named the top one are quite extraordinary. We're very proud of that. Uh, the Gulf South can really kick out some great uh, trial attorneys. So <laughs> I've, had a th- I've had a running theory for a while that's that uh, some of the best uh, trial attorneys come from the Gulf South, Texas, or California. It's sort of my running theory. And I'm not dismissing everywhere mm-hmm. else. I've just noticed a, uh, a predisposition to produce trial attorneys. So anyway, that's, that's wonderful. And, and that, I think it's great that you're able to provide that kind of funding and support for Florida schools, making a big difference and, and getting those law students some exposure. So a fantastic program. It is wonderful. And really, it has so many good aspects to it. First and foremost, as you said, getting the students interested. Because for us, what we're building here, it's a mosaic. And there's different pieces to it. One piece is the regulatory and legal piece that I've referred to. The other piece is you need a bench of qualified lawyers who are interested in the area, who are learning, and who are becoming renowned in their own right. And so the students are basically the equivalent of our farm system. You know, every good baseball <laughs> team, team. Yeah, that's right, has to have a good, <laughs> uh, good way to look at you it. know, yeah, you're, you're recruiting people when they're young, you're getting them into the area when they're young, you're getting them interested. And those are going to be the folks that 20, 30 years from now are not only going to keep us on the map, but are going to really make an even better name for us. Excellent. Now, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, so if I'm a couch potato attorney out there looking for something to do, looking to get involved, uh, what are the three best reasons to join up with the inter- international law section at the Florida Bar? Well, I think um, if you are interested in international law, then when you come to us, you'll have a place to expand your interest and fulfill your passion. I think that's really the first thing is people who are like-minded, who have a curiosity about a particular area of law, they enjoy mingling with others with similar interests. You learn a lot, you get to share your thoughts and your ideas, and that sense of community I think is very welcoming and for a long term uh, very helpful. Um, Secondly, it gives you a chance to develop uh, in the area. You know, really we 
try to empower people who have good ideas and energy to do what they think is right. That's how we grow. I mean, we're not government sponsored. There's nobody doing the work. There's no back office here. It's us volunteers making it happen. And so if you have interest, if you have passion, and if you want to make a difference, then we will give you the opportunity to do so. And third? And third? Uh, you know, I hadn't thought of that third reason yet, but, uh, you know, for, for marketing, you know, selfishly as lawyers, the reality is we all have to earn a living. We all have to expand our brand. We all have to expand our network of contacts. And this certainly gives you a marvelous opportunity to do so, whether you're writing for our International Law Quarterly, whether you're speaking at one of our events, whether you're helping to pass legislation. These are all ways you can help get your name out there and build your brand and recruit new clients. And you get to hang out with Eduardo. Something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We've uh, definitely reached the end of our time together here. But uh, if our listeners want to reach out, uh, learn a little bit more about the international law section, how can they find you? Just go to our webpage uh, at the Florida Bar. You'll see the international law section webpage and uh, write us a note. The incoming chair, Al Lindsay, uh, takes over tomorrow. And uh, we have plenty of opportunities for you. And you're all welcome. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from Orlando, Florida. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. 